Hello, yes, this is Dan Housen here. Dan Housen, this is uh, for Shooting the Breeze with Bash and James Housen. Yes, yeah, a podcast, a wrestling podcast of some sort, based in the UK. It's quite nice. Dan Housen here to give you a very nice, very evil shout-out of some sort. And also, you, Dan Housen, wishing you the powers to knock out the Breeze Horse. That is War Horse in disguise, Dan Housen thinks. He's not quite sure. But he also is uh, shooting the Breeze with the Breeze Horse. So, you must defeat him. He's evil. Anyways, love that Dan Housen. Good luck. Hey, this is episode uh, 96 of Shooting the Breeze uh, with me, Bash, and I have uh, a recurring, uh, well, he's a regular anyway, so um, I have uh, James with me. So, say hello. You're having me back. It's good to be back on that podcast. Yeah, it's been a long time, isn't it? To be honest. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a really good while, but... um, yeah, I, uh, I'll just give uh, like my condolences out to uh, Queen Elizabeth and uh, Antonio Inoki, um, Antonio, Antonio Mohammed Saint Inoki, I have to go by his Muslim name. So, uh, yeah, the founder of New Japan Pro Wrestling passed away in the beginning of October and uh, Queen Elizabeth passed away, so it's a bit of a double whammy, to be honest. But, yeah, I thought I'll just get those out of the way and um, yeah I think Lizzie like she was a big part of my life like even though I didn't know her it was just weird not having her now and like we're gonna have a king speech instead of a queen speech which is just weird yeah I changes now doesn't it she probably she, well, she was the most famous person in the world wasn't she she's certainly the most well known person in the world uh, yeah royal family wise yeah and like um it was just, it's just weird, isn't it? It's just like we're having this transition period. Somebody threw some eggs at him or something today and got arrested or something like that. So. It seems strange to think people don't really like change, but it's like, it's just the little things in there. All the banknotes will change, the coins will change. Yeah, that's if it really lasts that long, isn't it? Yeah, I'll be honest, I'm surprised he, he took it over William, to be honest, but then having said that, I suppose his whole life has been centred around this one moment, so I can't imagine he's going to give it up for anyone. Well, he's waiting his turn for a long time, really, so... Yeah, he's been happen. got in there as quick as possible, hasn't he? So, yeah, and, um, yeah, it was strange, you know, keep passing away as well. Like, because I was there at Royal Quest when he passed away, so it was kind of a, a weird yeah. day, and, like, you know, every time you see it in Ziguri now, you're kind of, like talking back to like the guy who created it and he created a, a wrestling company that's doing quite well right of recent so yeah it's a bit strange the rest i know wrestle kingdom is dedicated to him so yeah it's been a bit of sorry yeah and it makes them it makes the most sense to dedicate him to and he was he was like i've always watched new japan very sporadically i've watched like the big matches that you were trying to kind of recommend and I've, I've started watching it a lot more since I've been on the podcast just to kind of keep up to date with it. but he's always been someone that's ever present he's like he's, all, he's one of like the, the big five of people that are well known you put him in the same category as like a, probably like a Rick Flair or someone in terms of wrestling fans will know who he is or know of him at least uh, yeah that's what I've um, thought about yeah it's a pretty interesting like his life and stuff it's just um 
wondering like kind of like how they kind of deal with the aftermath of that now kind of like at Wrestle Kingdom but yeah it'll, it'll be interesting but yeah uh, how are you finding uh, Triple H's uh, reign so far I feel a little bit like the wheels are starting to come off in a sense of, of everything that he's done up until this point I've really enjoyed like it's been a breath of fresh air for the people that he's brought back and the way that things have come in but I think it kind of culminated with Spoiler alert with what happened on Monday. Raw with, yeah, with Theory, Austin Theory. Uh, maybe a little bit, I think it's probably the way it's maybe a little bit too soon with the changes, like just integrate them in slowly. It's almost like a, it feels a little bit like when AEW was just bringing back star after star, not every like event that was bringing them back some big return or big debut. I think with Triple H and where he's doing it, I think he, he obviously it needs changing. It does need a massive overhaul. But I think it would it should have been a little bit of a slower transition into the the way that he wants things. Yeah, it's pretty interesting just to, to kind of like like everybody that he did bring back, and like obviously the whole theory thing was like that's really just that's really fucked up to be honest. In my view, it's like the. You could have easily took the briefcase off him and kind of like did what you know what Miz did. I think it was it last year or the year before where he cashed it in for the world title. Now like the it kind of devalued that whole briefcase and I think the twenty four seven title got binned or something as well. Didn't it? Yeah, it did like just going back to the theory quickly. It's exactly like the Miz. Like even if you don't like him or you don't want him to be that person or you don't believe in him, fair enough, but. At least do it for a world title. Give him that. Give just give him that moment. I feel like he deserves it. He's done more than enough stuff. Like he's been decent on TV. He's obviously got his angle with the selfies and stuff. But to put it in for a US title and he still lose, it just seems strange. Like, let him at least cash in for the world title. Yeah, cash in and just even if he didn't cash in, just like cash in and lose it. It's kind of like. Even lived them better than him, to be honest. You know what I mean? And yeah, she, she, she cashed in. She, obviously, she, like, she lost the belt or whatever, but I do like it, but the way her new thing is going. Uh, like, it, it just felt weird. It's like now, like, you know, when you come into Money in the Bank this year coming up, it's kind of going to be a weird thing of like, you're going to enjoy the match because obviously, you know, WWE ladder matches are probably the best some of the best ladder matches you're probably going to find in the wrestling world but it's going to be like that briefcase is not going to matter now it's not so who are the last what's the last three winners been theory you've done nothing with it theory Otis, and got took up by Miz isn't it yeah so he's done nothing so two of the last I can't even remember who the one in the middle was I don't know I do not remember that's how bad it is isn't it to be honest like it's gone from being I would say after the Royal Rumble, it's probably a um, mania, obviously. I'll probably say it's a close battle for that being my third favourite pair video, just for the two matches. Because you look at it as like, these are going to be the two people that get the push over the next couple of years. And they did it with Otis, which was a shock, which was a welcome shock. But then you knew all along he was never going to get, he was never going to cash it in. But it was exciting to see. And then when it's in theory, we was all like, we was talking about it as if it's like, this is a massive thing, this is a massive push for him. Vince obviously sees him as the next big star, so 
let's see how far this kid can go. And now he's probably lost it in a, in a worse way than what Otis lost his. Yeah, and he kind of just makes theory look. I know he's young and you know all that and whatever, but either he's done something to piss somebody off, or you know they just don't. Maybe Triple H just doesn't see some something in him that Vince did, but like, I really like theory. Like I thought he was gonna be like the next big thing, but obviously it's it's a bit of a funny one. I thought the Saudi show wasn't too bad either. Yeah, I've not seen all of it. I've seen I've seen a Logan Paul match because I was tuned in for that because I wanted to see. Um, I'll be honest, I think he's unbelievable. I think he's quality. Yeah, there's a lot of bells and whistles, though. Yeah, I, like, I, I completely agree. Um, I think he's he's gonna obviously will always get that push, but if he can do that after a couple of things, like if he really puts if he really puts the effort in for a couple of years, I do think he'll be a genuinely good wrestler. Yeah, but he does all those little outside things and this and that, and it's yeah, kind of like... He's never going to commit to it full-time. No, either. if he commit to it full-time, I could really see him being a... You know, if Reigns wanted to work with him or they put him in a program with Reigns, and he kind of, like, shows where things are going. But I, I'm not certainly Solo Sokoa as the next next big thing. I do like Solo Sokoa. I think he's, I think he's class. I think he'd bring Reigns... Sorry. Yeah, I'm just saying, like him and Bron Break, I think will be people that will be challenging for the title. Like ten years from now, I think that'll be the, I think that'll be the big two. Yeah, I think when Reigns eventually probably, I think Mania, when they're all probably all going to drop everything. I don't think the Usos going to drop the belts on Friday. I don't see that happening. But I yeah, think. Talking. Sorry, Kevin. Yeah, uh, talking about Reigns, just to, just before we carry on with that. Um, I've seen a couple of reports that it, the plan is now that it's going to be Lesnar. His next big program is going to be against Lesnar again. Yeah, but like we've seen that like how many millions of times. Yeah, exactly. Like he's. I wouldn't. I'm going to see it, and the way they was talking about it, I just wonder whether Cody's injury is worse than what they first expected or anticipated. Yeah, January is. People forget January is around the corner, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not a far. If he was meant to make it back for January, you know. But, like, is Triple H going to, like, push him like Vince did? This is a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's the other thing. I know that they've got that little, that little back and forth when it obviously was NXT versus AEW. Yeah. So that's going to come But there was mention of... Um, Finn obviously having a push and stuff. My only fear is now is have they built Roman Reigns up too much to feasibly lose to anyone that's not going to be he's not going to lose to anyone clean it's going to be some sort of screwy finish but then that's just going to devalue whoever becomes the world champion then. Yeah, they're going to take they're going to take at least one of the belts I think because Raw's just looking weak with the, with the US title and it just there as the main title like you could have like easily like theory could have easily said oh, I'm going to cash in for the WWE like, title and just take that in it yeah you know, I kind of like, it's just messed like the whole like thing up and don't get me wrong all the comebacks have been great and whatever like I enjoyed seeing Mia Yim like come back so you know I'm circling the 
Keith Lee and Acclaim match uh, uh, full gear because yeah. like if they lose I'm thinking Keith Lee might do a might dip because yeah, his, his, his missus is you know with the, the company so you know Papa H is calling back all these toys eh? yeah bringing back everybody together I like what you mentioned about um theory then like he could have won one of the titles and you would have got a storyline out of it because you could have won one of the titles and then with the way that he's arrogant seasoned and like the character he portrays he could have come out then and said well I've beat you one to one the other one and that could have been the like the angle and you could have built to a big match you could have built to a unification match again if you wanted to you could have built the second one there's so much that could have done it just it just seems so strange and I think like you said because the reports that Brian Strowman's got backstage heat already yeah last time and now he's got it again he's only been back in the company a month and that's what I've heard because it'd be almost gone which is don't get me wrong I almost looked really good to you to be honest like in that match I thought he he played the big man like really well but I'm just surprised that you know Brian got the pin on that they back themselves into a corner with Brom because he's always been the monster they're never going to give that to someone else and if they think that Omos isn't good enough cause for someone that's big Brom's not too bad on the mic yeah but like I said I, I, I did really I, for some reason I really enjoyed that one I don't know why I just saw like Omos was, looked really good in that and then you had like Bobby and Brock was good as well but like Lesnar just about getting the win I thought that was going to like bleed into something else. The last woman standing match was a bit weird. Because, like, there was, like, the golf cart thing. And you're like, okay, you, you're driving the golf cart, but you're not going to use it yet. But and you've seen it, like, in AEW with, like, everybody running people over with golf carts. Yeah. And, like, the table didn't break either. Like, they had to spot when she's driving her down and she, like, wax her, her on the table from the top of the golf cart, but it doesn't break and it kind of transitions into, like, a powerbomb thing, which is... Just... I, like, I really like damage control, actually. Like, I'm actually really enjoying them. And, I, like, the flip-flop of the women's title belts is really weird as well. Yeah, but it's always been the same. The last one's Andy match, I'll be honest, I'm not seeing. I've seen the Armas match, I've seen the, the Brock Lesnar one, which I was, I was really hoping that he was going to become something, just to kind of touch back on what he said, just on the basis that everyone's wanted to see that match for, what, years, since like 2005. So the fact that it's, like, if it's just going to be one and done, it seems strange. And in terms of damage control, I do like damage control, but I also agree with what he said about the, uh, the titles, the women's title, it would flip flop for ages and it lost all credibility and like nobody cared about it. And then it become a little bit of a, like a stabilised. And now all of a sudden it's straight back to being backwards and forwards between an actual tag team and two people that have been thrown together. Well, it's actually saying actual tag team is four people thrown together now, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, it's just losing all its validity again. Like there's no care when that match comes on. Like, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and watch you. That's a match that I've got on my phone, or it's a, it's a toilet break match, which isn't fair to the people involved. But there's just there's no reason to sit and watch it because all, that, all that's going to happen is next week it'll be a completely different four people competing for the same belt in the same match. 
Yeah, which is quite a shame to be honest. Like, I enjoyed Walter versus Ray though. I thought that was a really good TV match. Yeah, and like I think Little Ray and like Walter are kind of like Walter was like beating the hell out of him. It's just like really like I'm I'm enjoying that. I'm happy that Walter's kind of getting his main event push. Like they're giving yeah. they're giving him the IC belt, and then he's gonna. Like, you know, graduate up probably by next year, hopefully. I think it'll be in the final four in the Rumble, you know. I think it... I'm going to go one bet, you know. I think he might be in the final two. <sighs> I've been thinking about this when I've been looking at people I think is going to win. I'll be honest, I can't see past... If he's healthy, Cody Rhodes is going to win the Rumble, isn't he, realistically? <sighs> so probably, probably the most... That's the most realistic you. option, but if he's not back... Triple H has got all these toys, and he? So what, yeah, you got, you got, uh, Gargano, like, you know, Shawn Michaels probably might do the Shawn Michaels thing where he has the one foot on the, might replay that spot with Gargano. Then you got, you know, Walter. Then you got, um, who else would there be? I think Champa's out for a long time, isn't he? Yeah, I think it is as well. Finn's not a bad show. Um, yeah, Finn, the final four, and then like, who would he have as like, the fourth person? Oh, look, so I reckon it'll be Cody. I reckon it'll be... Yeah, so I'm going to say Cody, Finn Balor, Walter, and then if there's no big return in there, well, I know Cody Rhodes will probably be the big return, but if there's no big return in there, I think they'll go with a, a safe pair of hands, like a, it's like a Seth Rollins or Miz or someone. Someone that's not going to win it, but they're just, they look like they should be there or they're about. Yeah, it's like, I'm circling this rumble as like the most interesting rumble in a long time, to be fair. Yeah, both of them are. After yeah, last year, like, that Triple H has, like, got the reins and that. I, 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 you know, to be honest, he's, he's had a decent run apart from that money in the bank thing, which is a bit sad, but... Yeah. It's uh, a last surprise victor of a Royal Rumble. Somewhere where they've won it, and I've genuinely thought, I didn't see that coming, or that's completely out of the blue. Yeah, like this year, if it's not Cody, but you know, if Cody comes back, then you know, it's going to be a given, isn't it? Yeah, I think all all the odds are going to be on Cody, isn't it? But, um, yeah, I, to be honest, dude, like the, the Saudi show wasn't that bad. I enjoy that. I don't know where Bray White's going. Like, I'm happy he's back, but his promos are, like, is he, like, he's got that new logo of the, like, the moth to, like, the flame anything yeah. going on, and he's got that, I think that, like, are these, like, vignettes, like, kind of, like, about demons, like, his demons? Yeah, I've seen this when he was, when he come through, when he did his return I was all for it. I thought, yeah, this is class. The way that he's returned, um, the stuff that he's doing. I thought, yeah, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a big thing. And he just seems to be just dropping off ever so slightly. Like he's just becoming a little bit samey, or like exactly the same as what he, he's always been. Like he's always gonna be good because of the way that he is. It's just he's always gonna be outrageous performance wise, promo wise, but. He's like you've just said, his direction just just seems off. Yeah, because we haven't seen him actually in the ring yet. 
and it's not fusing with anybody and it's kind of like I'm interested to see where it goes but like it can't just be like every week promo 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 don't worry he's doing nothing with him which is just kind of weird his new music's quite good though I'll give him that I've read that they were, they're desperate for him to be a face. They don't want him to be a heel like The Fiend was. And I don't know if he'll suit his character. Yeah, but the, like, the Saudi crowd were kind of like really behind him and that when he was talking about stuff. Like, uh, that promo was quite poetic in a sense, like the, what he was talking about. Yeah. But then obviously after that, you know, when the Uncle Howdy thing shows up, I'm like, are you going to kind of turn back to The Fiend? And kind of, there was a little segment before the women's match where his logo comes up and like Alexa Bliss kind of like looks at it and I don't know, it's weird. It's weird to see where it, where it is in it and where he's going. Yeah, I think they've taken Alexa Bliss too far away now for it to really yeah resonate. Yeah, have to bring them back. Yeah, it, it's just. Like I said, I'm interested to see where it goes, but like, it can't just be like the same promo over and over again, is it? Yeah, there's the same thing constantly. Uh, it feels that he's way. A, he's a tough one. He's on. A, he, he's always going to be good, but his mind's that creative, though. That's the thing. It's like oh. Okay, I'm thinking like, oh, he's that geezer wants him to turn back to the fiend, but he doesn't. So it's yeah. like it's like the push and pull between like both things, isn't it? And you're trying to be like he wants to be Bray Wyatt, but like this whatever character demon thing or whatever it is doesn't want him to be Bray Wyatt, and it. I mean, one wants him to be the fiend, I think. Like, and it's like if you're gonna if you want him to be the fiend, just let him be the fiend, isn't it? You yeah, don't. You don't have sure. to. You don't have to draw it out like so long. Like either he bees Bray Wyatt, or he bees the Fiend because you can't. Well, technically, it can be both, I guess. But you know, it's just it's kind of like really drawn out, which is weird. Yeah, and it's it's going to get to a point where this big return, like everyone's been crying out for him to come back for years, and now he is back. He's on, the, he's on a touch of whether it goes stale quickly because they just don't do anything with him and people lose interest. Interest in quick, yeah. Because that's what it feels Fair like. Because he's got no program. Like, I know a lot of people are tied up, but he's not doing anything with anybody, is he? He's, Nothing. Like, he's just by himself. He's just come. I think they just got him because he's the name Bray Wyatt in it, and then he comes out and then... He does what he does, and then he does one, but he's not feuding with anybody. Like, which is that's the weird thing because he's got so many people he can feud with now. That's like on the on the roster. You know, it, it shouldn't really be like a battle against himself. Even though, like, I think that's what he's trying to portray, but you can't you can't fight himself, can you? <laughs> In progress, uh, and, and he's gonna that'll be that'll literally be something that then puts people in a situation where they get fed up because are they just going to wait? Are they going to wait and wait and wait until an angle finishes and then think, yeah, they'll, we'll put them in there or 
is you're going to get to a point where they've left it too late and it's just it's going to be put into a thing and nobody will care because he's a perfect situation to bridge the gap because realistically the second Cody comes back he's going to be centre of attention for that period of time isn't it so if they don't do something with Bray soon he's then going to be competing for airtime with Cody Rhodes which is the last thing you want because they can really build him up now while he's yeah, but Cody's yeah. not. Yeah, that's like one. I forgot. That's one guy you can put in the final, final four. You know what? He could be a surprise winner. You know. Yeah, to put it in, that's not a bad show. <sighs> it's weird because everybody's like, because you know he's been through the like rumble a number of times and knocked quite a few people out, but he's never been in that final four mix, ain't it? Yeah. Maybe. Like the real... Maybe they're drawing it out for that. Maybe. Hopefully, I suppose waiting on Cody, ain't they? Uh, which is a bit of a strange one. But if Cody's not there, I can see him being a surprise, surprise guy who wins it. Let me bring you back to the because there's only there's one person with two titles. How do they then get both main events? I can't I can't see Reigns being injured. I can't see for WrestleMania. He's going to be split over two nights. Is Reigns going to do two matches? Is he going to go back to back? Is he going to headline both nights? If he's if he's going to do one, probably yeah. That's the thing. Not being not as if Reigns is going to do one or not. They've got to find the way of getting the title off him. They have to. Well, yeah. Like I said, I think Mania's been the bloodline pretty much loses everything, but I think it's like the actual, like, you know, I think that's when they've kind of positioned Solo to kind of like step up the reins and that. No pun intended. Like, I think they're just getting him ready. No, I enjoy Sami Zayn as well. Like Sami Zayn's been great. Like just okay. I like Sami Zayn. I think he's been class. Like in this role, I think he's like really kind of like exiled himself. It's, it seems pretty over now as well. The thing is with that though, what, where does he go from there? Because he's like, <sighs> yeah, no. They put him back into the old C thing where he'll just go straight back down to what he was before. I don't know, man. I, f- I feel like they need to do something with him. Either they break him away from the blood, like the bloodline, and do like some turn or something soon enough, and kind of like roll into there. Isn't it? Because he's not really, he's not really been wrestling, is he? It's kind of like being in the background, being like the comedic timing. Yeah. Like he kind of fucking broke everybody, didn't he? And one of the segments on SmackDown, he broke Reigns, he broke like the Usos, and fucking. Everybody was laughing while like you could see they were laughing and like literally like that was quite, really quite funny. And it kind of got the phrase over as well at the same time. Yeah, to get he's he is unbelievable, but he's just he's got no one really to feud with. What did they do? Put him straight to go back to the the Kevin Owens feud that they do they've done to death like everything else or. <sighs> I don't know. I don't want them to do that. I want, like, the way they were building, like, the Jey Uso, Sami, like, Sami Zayn thing, like, one of them's going to turn in it. Like, eventually. Yeah. And one of them's going to I think one of them's going to turn at Mania or at the Rumble. It's going to be one or the other, in it? 
Because like, like, you got Elimination Chamber in February, isn't it? And then, so do you got to split the titles if somebody's going to Elimination Chamber? I think that's that's the big thing, isn't it? It's the titles. Like as good as Roman's been in his in his reigns at the moment, no point intended with that either. But there's every storyline centers towards that and you because he's been so dominant you can't see past that and because there's not two titles the amount of there's, there's so many people that are knocking around there's like the two rosters are so saturated with people that are probably mid-card or better but they've only got two titles to go for because they've got Rollins in the US title which is great I don't know about the US title but he shouldn't be anywhere near it he should be in the main event picture and Gunter's done wonders with the IC title and he's really elevated that so that's the kind of thing that they should be doing is elevating the titles but without with two two titles being on him and I hope for dear life that it's nothing to do with uh, Lesnar and Lesnar doesn't come back and all of a sudden he becomes the number one contender to be there properly I hope it does carry on and it is taken by somebody else but I just, at the moment I can't see past the Cody win at the Royal Rumble but I also can't see Reigns losing a title or relinquishing a title until WrestleMania and him just doing double duty on both nights. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I guess let's see about it goes. I'm pretty interested in like the Survivor Series War Games thing. They kind of like took that um NXT and kind of like threw it into Survivor Series that's coming up, isn't it? I think it'd be Judgment Day versus the OC, isn't it? Yeah, I think they've I think they're dangling for it, aren't they? The Judgment Day. Out of the four, and then versus the OC and me, you. Yeah, more game, yeah. Which is, yeah, that'll be before. Yeah, but like Anderson really can't get injured before January 4th because he's still got a. Like Michael Cole is pulling out all the fucking New Japan knowledge like he knew anything about it, which is interesting. But, uh, yeah, he was pulling out all the stats and everything from like, you know, the NXT histories to. New Japan stuff to like, you know, it felt like, like the WWE world is kind of like, it's not necessarily open. I mean, they're letting Nakamura do if they've been showing Japan on the first in New Year's. So I think he's going to be at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't think he's going to be doing anything there, but obviously you got to try by an okay. So, you know, he's facing. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, do you reckon they're uh, they're just they're testing the waters a little bit to to open that forbidden door? I think so, you know, because it's not like they haven't worked with each other before. Because obviously, you know, he was recognised as like, well, he wasn't recognised officially as a like WWE champion or whatever. But um, yeah, he kind of like held that like, martial arts belt or whatever. Like he was, he was kind of yeah. like. A, a pioneer of mixed martial arts and like that didn't have a relationship because like Hulk Hogan went over there a lot and like you know there's been a prior relationship it's just kind of hasn't formulated under Vince uh, Vince like you know Vince Vince Jr was there with Vince Sr so maybe Triple H just kind of like and there's a lot of people there who can who can vouch for talent in New Japan in it so Maybe, maybe the forbidden doors are slowly opening. Maybe Okada's going to be world champion. Maybe he's going to be number 30 at the Rumble. <laughs> I think Jay White's, you probably got Jay White more of a shot going to 
if he loses on, on the fourth, he probably, everybody's probably going to talk about Jay White going. But they've said that before, and like he hasn't gone, which is, you know, one of those things. But you've got a lot of people over there now. You've got like Aussie Open and TMDK yeah. and like the original TMDK that was in NXT and like. They're having, they're like, match after match at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they'll be having the like the tag team tournament in a couple of days and that, so it'd be pretty interesting. Like I'm just going through the like the show they just had, you know, on the same day as the Saudi show. So I'm yeah. kind of like I've started watching that because I haven't had a chance to yet. But um yeah, started watching that earlier and it's like yeah, they're like obviously building towards Wrestle Kingdom and it looks like the like, Aussie Open when they challenge FTR again it's like I don't know if you've seen that match like that tag match but probably one of the greatest things I've seen live like ever just I don't yeah know. I'll check it out all of the Aussie Open matches I've seen even when they was in um, Fight Club Pro Richard on Freud like all of their tag team matches have always been quality yeah like like I've seen but I, like so I saw Naito win at the Dome and like that match just everybody needs to see that match as like just even like as a tag just like it's probably one of the best tag matches of all time and it looks like they're probably going to rerun it at Tokyo Dome January 4th so yeah it'd be pretty interesting like I don't know what's been going on AEW I heard like MJF had a good promo with Regal yeah, so they've been going back and forth. I've been I've been catching up on it sporadically over the last couple of like the last couple of weeks. I've been honed into a little bit more indie wrestling the last couple of weeks. To be fair, yeah, you told me you went to OTT in it, so like, yeah, how I was it? To, I went to go and see OTT, which was a good show. To be fair, like it was some of the matches were really good. Uh, obviously, got to see Matt Cardona and Gangrel, which is two wildly different people. But your picture was great. Yeah, he was like, he could barely walk, bless him. When yeah. he was coming down to the he could like, but when he got into the flow of things and loosened up a little bit, he was, he was sound, but, um, and the show was, it was class. It was a little bit expensive for front row tickets for what it was. I thought it'd be a bit more, a bit more of a spectacle. And then obviously, um, Trent Seven, actually, he always run Fight Club Pro out of that venue. So they did like a speech, and I think it, for a lot of the people that are based in the Midlands, for them to be fighting in that arena again, um, it was quite emotional. But as a show, about as good as you're going to get for an Indies, I'd say. Yeah, my mate went there, Colin, the bus driver, gave a shout out to Colin. Yeah. He was there as well. So, yeah, he said something like that. He goes, the first half wasn't that great, but then once it kicked in, he goes, like, Matt Condona's promo was like, like insane when you say that like, God saved the Queen and stuff. Right. He, he, he drew heat straight away, and it's just it's so it's so wild to see when you go to Indies like the difference. And I suppose you know, like he made it to the big time. He was in WWE, and he was like a fixture. But just you notice so drastically how different their quality in promo is compared to what they do, and what people that are just like on the circuit do. It's mental to say. Yeah, I think like he's doing musical theatre as well or something like that. So like Mad is doing like a Broadway as well. Which is crazy. You could buy me a great ticket for him, like to meet him and get some merch signed and stuff. 
Yeah. So, but then after he'd done that, like he just kept the tabloids on. You were just standing there, like talking <laughs> to people. Yeah, I regret. One thing I regret is probably not meeting like the Good Brothers and like on the open when I was at the New Japan show. I think that's the one. The main one I regret is probably Aussie Open. Did you have to pay per person to see, or did you pay just for the ticket to get in there and then it was whoever you see? No, it's like a combo. You get a com. You either get a combo ticket or you pay like individually. So like it was like you pay like I think Sunday I paid like twenty quid for the like, individual ticket and then it was like twenty five or thirty quid per person something along those lines, yeah. and like the Saturday I brought a combo ticket because like I didn't know like everybody wanted to meet Okada or not which a lot of people actually did so I kind of like yeah. I was lucky I did the combo ticket on the Saturday but obviously Jonah didn't turn up. Which is a bit of a weird one because obviously it was the hurricane and whatever, so he couldn't yeah. come through. And like they owed me like a meet and greet, but they I asked them about it on the the next day and they wouldn't let me cash it in, which kind of annoyed me. But it is what it is, isn't it? So I'm I'm I'm, I'm owed part a partially I'm owed part of a refund, but. I kind of tried to complain about it, but I've got no response from like Red Pro or anything. But like, I was on keeping it strong style, and they were telling me to like go through the New Japan channels, but they're pretty difficult as well to get a hold of. So. Yeah, to get in. Uh, it's frustrating that they wouldn't let like it. Just it makes sense just to cash in. Like you've you've paid for a meet and greet for a person that hasn't turned up on Saturday, so cash in for someone the same value on the next day. Yeah, yeah, that's what I tried to like explain to them but they were like no that's for the same day it's like I fucking met everybody on that day so like what was the point of me cashing it in on the same day it doesn't make sense yeah uh, that's frustrating you could understand if it was like a, if you paid to see someone that was just like a low standing person and you tried to cash it in for an Akada fair enough but you've already paid for someone that's high yeah, yeah that's but, what I mean yeah, yeah I'd be about that as well that's it seems really weird. It seems very backwards in the way that they've done it because well, it's going to take what two minutes for you to see the person, have a photo, and then carry on. Yeah, not even that. I, I tell you, the line to her biggest four probably was Jay White, Will Ospreay, uh, Carda. Uh, yeah, they were probably the biggest three. Like, you know, a lot of people lining up and stuff. But I was taller than most of them. Which is weird. Yeah, you're a, you're a tall person. I was surprised by that. A card is massive. He is quite tall, yeah, yeah. He's like the same height as me. Like on my screen save, I've got it on my screen save. Like he is pretty much the same height as me. Which is, yeah, yeah, it's a big case, man. Yeah, but when you put me next to Ishii, I'm like, oh, fuck it. I was <laughs> like, Ishii looked tiny. I was like, uh, I still want to mess with him, though. He's a bit of a rough and tumble guy, he looks like. But yeah, all in all, it was like, it was alright, it wasn't bad. Like, I don't think I'll pay to go see him again in London. I think I'd rather yeah. go to Japan, to be honest. Unless the card's like really, really amazing. And I can't afford to go to Japan, I might, I might do the London trip again. But to be honest, I really want to go back to Japan, so... It's yeah, I, I want to go to Japan as well. It's on, it's on a bucket list at the moment. Yeah, I think the last ones left are probably got either Rumble and the Mania, to be honest. I think that that's like the main two I've got, really. 
Like, yeah, I do want to do a mania, and I want to, yeah, I do want to do a mania, I want to do a rumble as well. Like, because we've done Clash at the Castle there, and it's all, I think, maybe get, hopefully one day get all the funds together and do a mania and a rumble. Well, I still got the chance. Yeah, that's it. I had to, I had the competitions every single year, so we've, the kids to rumble. Every year I enter competition, never win, but I always enter. But you gotta, you gotta, give it, you gotta give it a go and see what happens, innit? Yeah, yeah. Like, right, like, even if it was a case of just, it sounds selfish, um, but even if I just won one, I think I'd still, I'd have to still go. Yeah, because if, if you won one, you still need to go. That's how Jay White got into wrestling. He got like one tickets on the radio station for. WrestleMania and got backstage and everything, so. It's kind of, yeah, so it's kind of like that's how he's kind of like interested in wrestling came about, which is like crazy, and he didn't go where he is yeah, now. He let, he let me hold the world title, which was nice of him. You know, Os- yeah, I seen that in that picture, that was class, that was. Yeah, Osprey wasn't like letting anybody hold the title, like, you have to kind of like, ask him to hold the title, and I was like, I didn't want to ask. Jay White was just fucking planning on everybody. It's heavy. But I don't think I could carry that been all the time. It's a heavy yeah. belt. Like, really, when you, like, look at it. Like, it's oh, quite yeah. heavy. But, yeah, like... Os- f- sorry. Yeah, I was just saying, Osprey's a, Osprey's a weird one, because when I met him, he was absolutely sound. Like, he was such a nice person. Like, happy to have a chat, everything like that. But then when I've, like, spoken to people about him, Everyone's got such mixed reviews about him. Like sometimes people say that he's like he's an awful bloke. Sometimes people say he's really not. So I can't. I can never get better around him. Just every time I hear something about him, it's completely different to the the next time that I hear something about him. It's like so fifty fifty. For me, like the, the, he wasn't that bad. He was. He seemed really in a decent mood that day, like the morning. Like when I met him, he was having a chat with everybody and was teasing this girl who wore a Kenya Mega t shirt and whatever. He seemed pretty, pretty happy that day. Like, it seemed pretty genuine and pretty nice. I, I suppose it just depends what mood you catch him in, I guess. Like, not even just Osprey, like other people. Like, everybody seemed, everybody was really nice that I met, to be honest. You know what I mean? They had a conversation with me and everything. Like, as much as you obviously can do, because you don't want to really. Ho- that cold people up to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's the only bit of merch I've ever got signed by anyone in my whole life. He's a, um, a shirt that I bought from you when I was watching him at an indie show and I got him to sign it because I've never actually asked um, like a celebrity to sign or a sports star to sign any product that I've bought apart from him. So <laughs> you can take that to the grave because I imagine he... He really cares about that piece of information. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think it's like he's a. I don't know if he's like a dickhead or not in general, but when I met him, he seemed he seemed pretty nice. But he wasn't given the belt up easily. Let's just put it that way. But I didn't. Yeah. Like, I wasn't one to be like, oh, can you give me the, you know, let me. He probably would have said yeah, but it's like Ocon was probably one of my favorites. Like he was like, do you want to buy some? He's like scalping people. He's like, do you want to buy some extra merch or whatever? I was like, <laughs> he's fucking. He's like, he took a picture of like the money he made. It looked like it was like a grand and a half or something. And he's like, for being that. Yeah, 
Like he was, he had a big line as well. To be fair, like he, he seemed pretty. Like he was on it. He was just scalping people. Like you want to buy extra merch or whatever. He signed my name in Japanese, which is pretty cool. Like yeah, that's classic. So I love your touches like that. Yeah, it's not a touch. He was like, I'll sign it in Japanese, and like you know what I mean. I was like, I'm checking this fucking on Google Translate. <laughs> you know, like the Translate <laughs> app, and make sure you didn't like you're a dickhead or something. Because he didn't buy merch, but he actually spelt it like in the Japanese, like kanji, which is really nice of him. And then I got, because obviously I had that, you know, bat with COVID, whatever. I made like Osprey and Jay White, like put Mr. Near Death Experience, like signing, signing on there. But yeah, it was pretty nice. So yeah, but like Full Gear's coming up next week as well, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think, I think Mox loses the belt. I think it's MJF's time. It's got to be. Like, he's been wanting to go on holiday for fucking 25 years and the belt's just been cursed, eh? I wonder if... I've got a feeling that Regal's going to cost him the belt, you know? What, Moxley? Mm. Like, how? I just... I'm not sure. I've just got a feeling that something's going to happen. Because Regal normally stays on commentary. Yeah, but i just got a feeling that he's going to be down at ringside or something, or... There's going to be an interference and then he's going to come down and then he's going to turn. I think it'll be a turn. That's what I think it'll be. That'd be interesting, man. Where does like, Regal want side with MJF? I think I think MJF then replaces Moxley in the combat club. Yeah, but he's not really... It doesn't feel like MJF's like, combat club material because he's got his own crew thing at the moment, hasn't he? Yeah, I just I don't know why. I just got a feeling that that's I don't I just don't think that they're gonna let Mox lose clean. I don't think they're gonna let him lose clean. I think there's gonna be some shenanigans, but I think the shenanigans are gonna come from like the MJF side. Because mm. I don't think like I think like Blackpool they'll have like a brawl outside the ring or something in it, and then somebody will hand like MJF something and. But MJF's kind of turned to a baby face, ain't it? For what I've heard. Yeah, he's too... He's, I think that's... He's, he's becoming... He's becoming... He's become a, a, yeah, he's become a baby face out of necessity, hasn't he? That they're just they're desperate for him. Like, they can't... They're not. They're just not booing him. No matter what he does, they're booing him. He just loves so much that they're just going to have to transition him across to be a baby face. Yeah, see, that's what I'm thinking. And I'm circling that acclaim match as well. Like... I do like the acclaim. Yeah, I do like the acclaim, but I'm like circling that because of Keith Lee. Yeah, the loss and he comes back. Yeah, because now his missus in the other company. It's kind of like, oh, like, what, what's the... And I'm looking forward to the post-media scrum to see if anybody pops off. Yeah, for the, the uproar of what happened last time. Yeah, yeah. I started, you mentioned about Jay White losing in January. I wonder if Jay White losing in January and then the... Oh, I, I don't think they'll... Ignore that, I was talking about whether the, the Young Bucks had then come out of their contract and come to WWE with Jay White, but I can't see that happening. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I don't know what's going on with Kenny, to be honest. He's been about, but... They're doing all that... What you call it, ain't they? That um, suing whatever it is, each other, and this and that, which is 
not very professional, especially when you're bringing Jeff Jarrett into your company, which I think is fucking insane from Tony Khan. And like, yeah, like you having him as the head of your business development. Like, have you seen what he's done to other companies? Yeah, literally. TNA changed the global force wrestling and nearly bankrupt on twice. Yeah, and impact and fucking all the shit that went down there. And it's like, he's really doing some cocaine. It's like, it's not some white lines. I think, honestly, I think Tony Khan is just, he's just, he's going after anyone that is a name. Yeah, like, I don't mind Paige. Like, what is he doing with Paige? Has he done anything? Because obviously I haven't... She come of... back and she's... She had to check. The only thing that worries me about Paige is... Has she done a match or not? Because I haven't really... No, no, yeah, she's been involved in a few altercations, but no, like... Yeah, that's what I mean. So it's like, is he just bringing in people just because they've got a name value? Yeah, but like she's previous not clear their doctors to follow. That's what she like. That's what's the rumor is, and it makes me it makes me a little bit nervous that she has consistently for years been told by WWE you, you're not cleared at all. Check after check after check, yeah. and then she has one round of checks with AEW, and they say yeah, you're fine to compete. Yeah, no, it's just a bit of a strange one. But it's the same thing with Brian, isn't it? It's like yeah. You know, it goes back to Matt Hardy. When if you can remember when Matt Hardy hit his head off the ground, yeah, yeah. I know, like, Hangman had a bit of a concussion issue, didn't he? Yeah, recently. Like, I was like, I think, like, I was on like the keeping it strong start thing, and then I kind of like mentioned it afterwards about what happened. He kind of like, what did he take it like a he did the buckshot or something, and he kind of like flipped out over rotating and got a concussion or something. Not sure. That's that's kind of what, what I heard, what, what what was mentioned like the AEW, but it's kind of like fucking bit cursed right now, like a world title. Yeah, it was actually everyone seems to be picking up an injury. Yeah, like I've recent, and that's why I'm like hoping that MJF doesn't pick up an injury because I know Mox really wanted to go on holiday with his missus and that because his missus is on the road now as well with him. Like when yes. when they're in Toronto, so and he's got his baby and everything like that. You know the dude deserves a break. He's been carrying the company for fucking the past year and a half. He really has. Like he actually has carried that company. Like when he come across, it always felt like oh, it was a weird one, and he doesn't need to be put into the main event picture just yet. Just let him kind of get in the flow. But he really has carried that company, and I think, I think. CM Punk's ego got in the way of him being something special for the company, which has kind of made me now think: Do I really care for him to ever come back to wrestling? Probably not. Yeah. Fisher said the same thing. Yeah, Fisher said the same thing as well. It was like, maybe you, maybe he's the problem, not the fucking companies that he works for. I would, I would say most definitely he's the problem because. From Ring of Honor to WWE to AEW, then three companies are so vastly different that there's no possible way that they've all got the same mentality for it to be an issue for him. It's got to be a him issue somewhere. Yeah, because you can't just be a, like you know the way he like, treated like okay like you you know that's your like your gaffer and it or whatever at the end of the day and you're running down like fucking the company in front of you to the gaffer. 
it's kind of like you know it's no no in it especially in pro wrestling yeah like I don't know like I just don't see where I don't like people are saying they want to bring him back to like WWE and I don't even want to see it I'm like fucking just let him leave him be just let him if you're that fucking angry about the pro wrestling business why did he come back yeah it's just it has to be just pure self-indulgence I really think in his head he come back and thought I'm going to come back I'm going to be the best thing in the world again everyone's going to look at me I'm going to show everyone what they've been missing and then I'm going to leave on a high on my terms and he's come back I know he got injured fair enough can't do much about that but I think he's been humbled very quickly by how much the like the wrestling world has developed without him and I don't think he, I don't I really don't think he can accept that he's had this opinion for 10 years and it's probably fueled by the fact that everyone's always wanted to see him come back because he was good when he was there but I really think he came into like back into AEW with the expectation that the wrestling world need him and they don't anymore they want him but they don't need him and I think he's I just don't think he's accepted that yeah, I think it's like the old, probably the age old, age old, you know, the old adage of the veteran kind of like looking down on the the young people coming up and, you know, I think it's one of them, but, you know, I guess like we'll wait and see where it's going and it like, at the moment wrestling's in a weird place, like it's uh, it kind of, it's in that transition period everywhere, I think. Yeah, you like you see where companies transition from one to other, but I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Like every company at the moment is in the same transition period. Yeah, I think when January comes along, like I said, like I think that's when everybody's gonna like rip the rip the playbook playbook up and kind of like you're kind of gonna see where things are going then. After that, yes, yeah, start again on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, then you got obviously Wrestle Kingdom on the. That obviously on the Wednesday and then like kind of like AEW is going to move to their kind of like big pay-per-view that they have in the February and it so yeah, yeah I think I think like after full gear for AEW is when they're kind of going to hit the hit a reset button so yeah I'm obviously it's going to be like, obviously War Games is quite interesting for me to see that on the main roster as well I think that's the most interesting thing one of the most interesting things coming up before Wrestle Kingdom just to see how it plays out on the main roster because it's never been there for years. Nah, I and I like the war games thing. I think there's obviously not like no one's going to go out to like be injured or anything along them lines. But I do think that with this type of match now, I think the shackles will be off a little bit because it did feel like towards the end of Vince's reign, so coming out the back of last year, people were scared to take a risk in case they got injured because everyone that was getting injured was just getting released straight away. Yeah, well, I at think... least after a couple of weeks, so it'll be interesting to see how people perform in a match like that with this new air of freedom about them. Yeah, I think Rhea's been in there before, so I think Rhea's gonna do like because Rhea's been in there before. I think she can kind of like not necessarily steer the ship, but kind of like she knows what the crack is, and yeah, she can kind of at least guide it to a to safety so to speak <laughs> she was classy the one that she wasn't yeah that's what I mean yeah she was great so 
kind of like I think she kind of really likes that environment as well, isn't it? To be fair, so I think yeah, it it should be it should that that's the one I'm circling for a weird reason. Yeah, like, no, it, I agree. It opens up so much for it. It, it doesn't. It doesn't even feel. It doesn't even feel like a Survivor series because. Like, are they gonna have yeah, a traditional five on five, or is that like the centerpiece? Because it feels like that's gonna be the centerpiece, isn't it? And then do, and the, is it an all women's one as well? The proposed. <laughs> I don't know. Country. You know, I'm. I'm really looked at it. Yeah, probably. But are you going to have two War Games matches on the main roster? Yeah, that's a cool story. I suppose they, they do with NXT, don't they? They have a women's and a men's match. So. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It'd probably be damage control and probably bring Nikki Cross in and then they'd probably be the four that they've been feuding, like Bianca, Asuka, Alexa Bliss and who else are you going to bring in there? Yeah, I think I think that was it. I think it literally was damage control and Nikki Cross versus... Um, Bianca, Alexa, um, Asuka, and I can't remember who the other person was. Or was it a mystery opponent? It might have been a mystery guest, which I imagine is going to be a return of somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be... Tamina? Yeah, poor Tamina. I thought she would get more of a push under this fucking regime, maybe. They need somebody solid. Could be Tamina. Yeah. They've not mentioned anything with a bloodline, and like that's the perfect. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Right, Survivor Series match. Yeah, no, but I think they don't want Reigns to get fully injured, do they? Yeah, injured. They don't want to put him in that kind of environment, do they? You know what I mean? Yeah, I miss the Raw versus SmackDown matches when it used to be like five on five Raw versus SmackDown. I think for a Survivor Series match. Yeah, but the Raw ro- pretty solid. Yeah, because the rosters are kind of blending to each other, isn't it? Yeah, it's no wrong. There isn't a definitive between. Yeah, so I think that's why the war games thing up there, isn't it? But I think the war games thing is kind of like, it should be really, it should be interesting. I don't know what's going on in NXT, to be honest. And all I know is JD McDonald. Yeah, yeah. Their triple threat match was actually good. Yeah, Yeah. it wasn't too bad, yeah. That actual, that card wasn't bad. You know, I yeah, it was a good. It was a good thing. The ladder match was a bit of a dud, in my opinion, but the rest of the thing was was decent. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not watching NXT weekly that much. I'm kind of dipping for. They're going to be having a big pay per view before the end of the year as well, in December. Yeah. So I kind of dip into that. That really, I kind of like, because I know they do all the little packages in it beforehand. So I'm not really watching it that weekly. I kind of like dip in and out. Match to match, I think it's unbelievable, but I find it, a, I just find it a bit of a chore to watch. It's almost like I find myself watching, I watched AEW Dark quite a bit because it's literally just match after match after match. There's no like, it's, all on. it's just, just wrestling all the way through for the hour and a bit that it's on. And I find myself with NXT now, like when I do catch up with it, I just skip past all the stuff and just watch the matches because the in ring stuff's unbelievable, but. The uh, the production stuff and the the out of ring stuff needs a little bit of a uh, a little bit of tweaking and pushing here and there. Yeah, but I suppose that's why it's kind of like developmental, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's not NXT how it used to be, isn't it? You know, even though they changed the logo and whatever, it's kind of like it's uh, the new commentary teams are weird as well. 
I haven't really transitioned yeah. fully into it, like hearing like I don't mind like Kevin Patrick being like Irish geezer, kind of like, but it's like hearing Wade with like Michael Cole and then hearing Booker T next year. It feels I know, like I said, that transition period just feels it's feeling a bit strange, but I suppose I'll get used to it later. Right? It was. It did come out a little bit of left field. Like it didn't seem like there was any real reason to change it, but they just did anyway. Yeah, I think they're just looking for a fresh approach, aren't you? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, just freshening up, changing up. But I guess we'll wait and see. Especially when McAfee comes back, like where they place him. Either they place him as a talent, or they place him as like you know back on commentary. Perfect blend. He's the one that has good matches. Yeah, he has that. He's he's like another log on pool, but on the on the down low. Yeah, he just has he just has natural matches. But then I suppose it's a testament to the people that they fought, because they have like the people that have fought really carry on. The Miz did wonders for Logan Paul. Yeah, a bit like I said, it's just we're in the transition period, so it's a bit weird. But I think we kind of like covered everything we need to. Yeah, it was good to get back into the swing of things and just transition. Yeah, it's been a we're long in a time. Transition period. I know. Yeah, it's been July, man. I can't believe it was July. Jesus, it's the last one. Yeah, November, so four months. Uh, yeah, I suppose we'll come back after like war games and like full gear because it's kind of like at the same time. And then I think like Wrestle Kingdom is kind of like that kind of will be like sorted out so. I suppose we kind of, if we can, we'll try and preview all them. Or not yeah, preview, preview or review a minute. Not a preview of Wrestle Kingdom and review Flow Gear and um, War Games. Yeah. Good with me. Yeah, appreciate you coming on though and filling in. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Always. Thank you for having me back as well. And yeah. catch you in the next one. Yeah, I hope to see you soon, mate. I hope things are so, going as well. Take it I'll easy. I'll catch you in a bit, bye. Bye. Ciao.